Okay, friends, put on your thinking caps. We have three lessons for you today. A lesson on the church calendar, a lesson on the Trinity, a lesson on the Holy Spirit, or a lesson in physics, a lesson in music, and a lesson in hide and go seek. I'm going to draw on the board, so if you're just listening, you can either check out the video online or follow along with your ears. Here we go. Now, number one, lesson in the church calendar. I think most of you know that we have a church calendar, right? A church year marked by seasons and holidays that mark the changing of the seasons, right? So here is a crash course on our church calendar. It all centers around our two biggest holidays, which are what? Christmas and Easter. And each of these holidays has a season of preparation beforehand and a season of celebration afterhand. So let's start with Christmas. What do we call the season of preparation before Christmas? We call that Advent. And the season of celebration after Christmas, that's the Christmas season, little two-week season. Now, how about Easter? What do we call the season of preparation before Easter? That is Lent. Then we have Holy Week and Easter. And then we have the season of celebration afterwards is the Easter season or Easter tide. And it is a long one. It is a week of Sundays, seven Sundays, and then it all culminates with the festival of Pentecost, which is like the grand finale to the Easter season. Now, what about in between? What do we call the season that goes from the end of Christmas season to the start of Lent? That is Epiphany because it's all about discovery. Jesus has been born. Now we take the season of Epiphany to learn about who Jesus is and what he means to us. And what about the season between Pentecost and the start of the next Advent? Sometimes we just call it the season after Pentecost, but it actually has a great name in church world. We call it ordinary time. And it is just that. It's just it's ordinary. If epiphany season is to learn about who Jesus is and what he means to us, ordinary time is for us to learn about who we are and what it actually looks like to live as Jesus people. So now, if you zoom way, way out and you look down on our church year, it is actually divided almost in half. We have about six months of holy seasons, Advent, Christmas, Epiphany, Lent, Easter, and that's, um, and followed by that we have almost six months of ordinary time. So usually that is June until December, and then the next church year starts again with Advent. So time for the physics lesson. Who knows Newton's third law of motion? For every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. So now think about a pendulum going back and forth, back and forth, or a ball that you throw going up and down, or best yet, think of lungs breathing in and out, in and out. That is the rhythm of our church year. Breathe in, breathe out. We've got six months of learning and then six months of doing, six months on God and six months on us. Six months of practice and six months of learning what it is that we're practicing. So think about that. Which is more important, breathing in or breathing out? You need to do both to live, right? It's both. It's always both. Okay, 
Lesson two, the Trinity. Now, for a bonus point and a gold star, who can tell us where we are? Where are we in our church calendar year? So Easter happened back in April. Then we had our whole Easter season. Last weekend was Pentecost. And so this week, today, is the day that we start this long six-month season of ordinary time. Today is the day that we flip the switch. We go from breathing in to breathing out. We go from witness to practitioner, from learning to doing. It starts right now. And who can tell us where we're at in the story? Kind of like, kind of the same place, right? So Jesus was born, does his ministry, dies, rises again, and then after Easter, he hangs around for a little bit, giving final instructions to us before he finally ascends into heaven. But before he does that, he looks at us and he says, okay, I am passing the torch to you. It's time for you to carry on my work. It's time for you to carry on the work of forgiving and healing and setting people free. And then to make it possible for ordinary messed up people like you and me to do the work of God, Jesus gives us this gift leaves us with his spirit, the Holy Spirit. So Pentecost, which we celebrated last week, that is like the big unveiling of the Holy Spirit, which is the third and final member of our Trinity. And the Trinity is this idea that our God is three and one. God the creator, God the Christ, and God the Holy Spirit. And it is our admission that God is just way too big to be reduced down to any one image, any one idea, any one name. And the Trinity is our reminder that at their very essence, God is plurality and connection and relationship. So how can something be three and one? Well, time for your music lesson. Let's go. Come with me. Okay, so we're going to talk about the difference between a note and a chord. Here's a note one sound, another note, one sound, another note, one sound. Here's a chord. It is one sound, but many notes, and so much the richer for it. That's the trinity. It's a chord. It is uh, this idea that God is way too big to be reduced down to any one image, any one idea, any one name. And it's our reminder that at their essence, our God is plurality, is connection, is relationship. That's the Trinity. Okay, that brings us to lesson three, the Holy Spirit. So who is the Holy Spirit? What does it do? How does it work? There are like a million possible answers to that, and all of them would be incomplete because there's a lot that is mystery about the Holy Spirit. And that is the hardest and the best thing about it. The Holy Spirit is our attempt to simultaneously affirm two totally contradictory ideas, which is that our God is incredibly extraordinary and incredibly ordinary. So much bigger than all of the universes, but also so incredibly present in us and in our world. So that's like a lot of big abstract ideas, but um, think, about, think about times when you feel like you have seen a sign of God's presence. That's the Holy Spirit, it's the breath of God, a God who is bigger than the universe, 
making things happen on the move in our world. So signs of God's presence, like, like maybe it's the breeze that blows across your face when you're standing at the graveside. Maybe it's when the phone rings or the text message comes at just the right time, when someone has somehow just the right words that were exactly what you needed to hear. Um, anytime that you see two very different groups of people working together to bring about good, or I don't know, whatever is signs of God for you. Um, like for me, I think about times when I'm praying and I just feel this wave of peace wash over me. That to me is the Holy Spirit. Uh, or when I feel this infusion of strength come from somewhere outside of me when I'm about to do something scary or something hard or whatever those signs are for you. That's the Holy Spirit. It is the breath of God on the move in this world and we can't see it, but we see the impact it has on everything it touches. Because here's what's true, you guys. The fingerprints of God they are all over this world. They are all over. And some of them are huge and big and dramatic. But so many of them are ordinary, 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 just hiding in plain sight. Who here has played hide-and-go-seek with a little kid, right? Like, you close your eyes, you start counting. When you open them, what do you see? There's the kid hiding, like, right in plain sight where you can totally see them. Or if they're a little bit more advanced than that, you close your eyes, you start counting. They go hide in the closet or something. But as soon as they hear the ready or not, here I come. What do you hear? I'm in the closet. I'm in the closet. That is the Holy Spirit. It is God hiding in plain sight. Now, let's talk about our gospel for a minute. Poor Nicodemus, right? That guy is so confused. He's like, wait, what? Born again? Be born from above? Born... Born of water, born of spirit. What? So do I like, do I like crawl back into my mother's womb and come out for a second time? <laughs> he is taking this so literally, and Jesus is talking about ideas that are so much bigger than words, so much beyond physics, beyond even music. Although music maybe is about as close as we can come to it this side of heaven. Jesus is talking to him and to us about a power that we cannot see, cannot control, and would be foolish even to try. So what do we do? We don't try to see it. Instead, we look for its fingerprints. We look for its impact on everything that it touches. We don't try to see it. We try to be it. We try to be the vehicle through which God is able to leave fingerprints, leave an impact on this world and on the people around us. And we don't try to control it. We actually try to do the exact opposite. We try to let it control us and blow us where it will. Okay, here ends the lesson. Now comes the homework. Are you ready? These next six months, this season after Pentecost, this ordinary time, it is a gift. So we've learned a lot. May we now put it into practice. May we take this ordinary time and may we use it well. May we breathe in God's spirit and breathe out God's love. May we see God's fingerprints and be God's fingerprints. May we hear God's story and live God's story. And may we let the Holy Spirit blow us where it will. Amen.